0: Hello, I'm Michael Guyman, President and CEO of the Tucson Metro Chamber. For more than 125 years, the Tucson Metro Chamber has been the voice of business. This year, the Chamber is focused on showcasing candidates that not only understand the needs of business, but will also work to introduce and support legislation and policies that address and solve challenges businesses face. The Chamber's Candidate Evaluation Committee interviewed Arizona state legislative candidates on their thoughts and perspectives on issues important to the chamber membership and creating a pro-business environment. Our candidate evaluation committee, made up of business owners, executives, major employers, and community partners, crafted five questions focusing on key business issues. We invite you to visit our candidate evaluation page on our website at tucsonchamber.org. Review the scorecard, listen to the interviews, read the questionnaires submitted by many of the candidates, and share with your colleagues and your neighbors who you think will support a pro-business environment as an Arizona state legislator. On this episode, our Candidate Evaluation Committee interviews Nancy Gutierrez, a Democrat running for the Arizona House of Representatives in Legislative District 19.
1: So why don't we go ahead and jump in. I'll I'll ask the first question and uh, we'll go from there. So if you can briefly describe your educational and professional background and how they have prepared you to serve as an elected official.
2: Sure. Um, Well, education background is that I'm a product of Arizona public schools. I graduated from NAU with an elementary education um, bachelor's a minor in math in uh, 1994. So it's been a little bit of a minute (laughs) since I graduated from NAU. My daughter actually starts there in August. Um, And uh, I became a teacher in Arizona in 1994. I taught kindergarten first and second grade here um, and then got married. And my husband was in the military and we traveled uh, the country. but our first duty station was Fort Drum, New York, which was quite a change from Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I actually taught um, soldiers there, getting their basic skills. And then I ended up teaching at Jefferson Community College. I taught math uh, to non-math majors. Um, I have also, uh, I've had a lot of different jobs, which comes when you are married to someone who whose job has them travel a lot. So. Uh, I had a um, small uh, franchise of a travel agency for a couple years, um, and that was online. And um, when we moved back to Tucson, I actually went and um, got my yoga certification, and I taught yoga all over Tucson and at Yoga Oasis. And then in 2013, um, I got a call from Tucson High saying, um, we need a yoga teacher, uh, school started two, year, two weeks ago. Can you come and do this? So uh, that's what brought me back to the teaching field. And I've taught yoga at Tucson High um, since 2013. And uh, that is a physical class, but it's also, uh, we teach yoga philosophy and history. Um, so my, my education is the bachelor's, and then I have a 500-hour um, expert yoga teaching certificate. Um, I professionally, I've had those teaching jobs. I do own a small business now called yoga for youth. And, um, I have a business partner and we, before the pandemic, um, we taught yoga in schools and at yoga oasis, um, to school age children, four to 12 years old, that has been dramatically decreased because of the pandemic. So we have been on hold for about two years. We tried it online and it was just too hard for the kids to do that. Uh, on Zoom because they were on Zoom all day with school. Um, So I definitely have had that, you know, felt that small business um, effect of COVID. Um, And then I've also volunteered a lot, which is part of my professional experience. I was the president of the Manzanita Family Faculty Organization, which is like a PTA. And then I was also the president of the uh, Tucson chapter of the National Organization for Women. So I think all of those different experiences um, dealing with lots of different types of people uh, give me great insight into uh, the skills that I will need in the legislature because we know there are lots of different types of people with lots of different backgrounds and views. So um, that's it in a nutshell. (laughs) Well,
1: that's actually a wonderful lead into my next question.
2: Okay. Um,
1: And forgive me for looking like I'm looking at you off screen. The screen where your face is is over here and the camera where you're you're seeing me is over here. So I'm just
2: glad that all your cameras are on. I mean, I taught online (laughs) yoga in high school for a year and a half. So this is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) This is
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so that question that we lead, lead into is, can you talk about a specific time where you had to build consensus around a particular issue? What type of leadership style did you use?
2: Sure. Thank you. Um, well, at at Tucson High, uh, I was um, department chair for five years and um being department chair of the PE department is, a, is an interesting and um, different experience because we have teachers who have lots of great um, experience in physical education, but they don't always necessarily, um, we don't do things the same way as English teachers, math teachers do. So I was the liaison between the administration and my team. And there were um, often times where we were tasked with um, doing data digs or um, figuring out how our physical education department could help the students at, in, at large with say, state testing or reading improvement scores. And this is not something that my team, um, you know, they didn't want to bombard their students with a lot of paper pencil work. And I agreed with that because a lot of our students that take, um, we have PE, body conditioning and yoga, they, that is their, their hour and a half of the day as a reprieve you know, for some of them that's where they feel successful and it doesn't have anything to do with sitting down and paper, pencil or reading out loud. And we want them to feel that success. And we want them to have that physical activity because we know that it helps their learning. So um, we were tasked with um, reading every day, in, uh, in all of our classes to help improve reading scores. And it was a tough sell for my colleagues, um, for some of them. And so we really thought about um, how we could keep the integrity of the physical education class, but also bring in some Reading to help with the school goal, and um, after some spirited, you know, discussions, uh, because everyone is very passionate about what we do, we we discovered and we realized together as a team that um, you know the readings that they do for, um, let's say, on an app to to track their physical uh, exertion during a class period that can count as reading. Um, The readings that they do say in the weight room, you know, to calculate where they're supposed to be uh, weight wise and how everybody's doing could count. In yoga, we actually read um, quite a bit uh, because of the philosophy and making it relevant. So we each were able to come to the table with a solution instead of just fighting each other. And, you know, the first reaction from some of them was just, no, I'm not going to do it. So we came to a realization that not only are you going to do it because that's what's been asked of us as physical education teachers, but you're already doing it. So we just had to reframe it and, so that everyone um, knew that we were on the same page and it became really successful.
1: Great, that's a great example. Thank you for sharing it. Thanks. So my third of our five questions is, can you describe your vision for Arizona and the office you're running for?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I am a, you know, a public education teacher. So my vision stems from an Arizona that has a fully funded education system. We need the phys- fully funded education system to meet the needs of all of our students because as public schools, we accept all students and that's one of the things that makes public schools wonderful is that we have every type of student. So the vision I have is that we fully fund these public schools and give every student a quality but also an equitable education. So I would like to see an Arizona where kids can can go to their neighborhood school and get the same quality education that they would have gotten maybe being um, uh, open enrolled at at a school in a different district. Um, That being said, the reason I want that is so that we are um, graduating students who are really ready with the skills that they've learned to go into the workforce and to make um, our Arizona You know, to have those skilled workers, whether they want to go to college and go on to work at Raytheon, or whether they want to go into a trade and have an internship for four years and then be a carpenter. I think that our education system can encompass and should encompass all of those needs for our students. And not only will that help our students, it helps the economy of our state because then we have these thriving businesses. and a state where people want to come. I think it hinders our uh, business because companies don't wanna to come to a state that's 50th or 49th in the country for, for education. So I think that strengthens every everything. I also visualize in Arizona where voting is convenient and, um, you know, our rights are not being taken away in voting, but our, our, also our privacy and our right to privacy is also being held so that we make our own decisions for our healthcare. I think that's really important. Um, and right now we're, we're definitely dealing with the ramifications of uh, Roe v. Wade. The last thing I'll say is that I envision an Arizona that is safer than it is now. I am endorsed by Everytown for Gun Sense um, and uh, it's an organization that works to pass gun sense legislation. So an example of one of those um, gun sense legislations would not not allow um, any loaded weapons on school campuses (laughs) including parking lots. I don't think that's outrageous. I think it makes us safer Um, closing the gun show loopholes and um, uh, having red flag laws is something that I envision for Arizona to make us a safer state. And in turn, I think more people will want to come. And the last thing I'll say is that um, I envision in Arizona where we take care of our water. Um, We are in a water crisis right now. And If we don't address it, we are not going to be able to thrive like we have been. So um, I really envision um, our universities coming together with the private sector to come up with some great solutions to um, the agriculture business that uses 70% of our water in our state right now. I know there are solutions and I know that we have the talent in this state to come up with ways to, to help it, so. A strong, educated, safe Arizona is my vision.
1: Thank you. Good summary. Uh, Two more questions. Uh, The first one is, what are the top three issues important to business the legislature can help to address and solve?
2: Okay. Um, I think this goes along a lot with the (laughs) the last question for me. Uh, I will go back to education because Having strong public education absolutely helps business in our state. We will attract more people who wanna bring their businesses here. Um, our small businesses that are already in Tucson and Arizona will be enhanced by having you know, a more educated, well-rounded workforce. Um, so education absolutely will help us. Um, I think the second one, uh, it, Well, right now uh, it probably is um, our right to choose what we do with our bodies. I I think Arizona is going to lose business coming here and businesses wanting to stay here because right now we have the most restrictive um, abortion laws in the entire country. We we beat out Texas, which is hard to believe, but we have done that now. Um, And I think we're going to see businesses not want to come here. And want to and want to leave, and that will hurt us. So I think that that is a top priority. Um, and then the third, that the it's probably the water issue that um, you know we have to manage now. Yes, we want more businesses to come in. Growth is good, um, and I think we can accomplish that. But we are going to need to address um, our groundwater situation and our agriculture use of water um, immediately in order to be able to sustain the businesses that come and then attract more. Um, and again, I think the more partnerships we have with, between business and, and agriculture and our universities, the more successful uh, that will be for that.
1: Thank you. We have one more standard question okay. and then we can okay. open things up. Uh, how would you ensure that the needs and wants of the business community in Southern Arizona are recognized and heard at the state capital?
2: Sure. Well, just like I will do to, to ensure that the needs and wants of um, the residents of Southern Arizona are heard. Um, and I do that right now by knocking on doors and talking to people and, you know, uh, doing gatherings and, and meeting people, which I will continue to do in office. I feel like that's really important to do for businesses. So um, talking with, with people like you all who have your, you know, your finger on the pulse of business and, and what's needed, I think is important. And so making these great partnerships Um, where we can work together and really come come together to to solve the issues or to um, produce policy that will help southern Arizona in particular Um, I think it's really important I I have said all along uh, as a teacher I think the best teachers are the best students and I consider myself a student and I always will Um, and so as a state legislator, I, I will not have all the answers. I, there's a lot I have to learn, but I think partnering with um, you know, the right people who uh, have some of those answers and those expertise is the way to not only for me, learn about what is uh, needed and necessary, but also to, um, to continue and to grow the partnerships that we, that we have in Southern Arizona. So I think that's really important.
1: Thank you. Well, those are sure. the five questions that I had, and I'd like to open it up to the rest of the committee uh, sure. for any questions that they may be able to, to, uh, to bring. Okay. Anyone have a question?
2: I think I spoke really quickly. So I apologize for I'm looking at <laughs> no. the time. We have a ton of time. So oh, I that's I'm actually
1: that will serve same. you well <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> in politics. Um, Jean, go ahead. Hi Nancy, thanks for being here. Uh, thank you for putting your hat in the ring. Um, I guess there's, there's other issues that I see that are important. Um, our infrastructure, climate change, uh, fiscal responsibility. Can you just touch perhaps on uh, where you see uh, what we can do in Arizona for our infrastructure? Yes, I can.
2: Um you know every time I think I hear anything anyone say anything about infrastructure in Tucson they always are exasperated about our our roads I mean Mm -hmm. we've all hit those potholes and thought that our cars were going to bottom out um but I know that we have gotten um federal money for our infrastructure and and we need to use it wisely I the plans that I've heard about for um a rail system that would go between Phoenix and Tucson, I think are brilliant. We definitely need that. There are so many jobs being in the state legislature is one of them that, you know, we have commuters and we need a different way than just I'm sitting on I-10 for sometimes four hours to go back and forth to Tucson. Um, Just like a lot of the buildings and things in our schools have been neglected. I think our, our roads and bridges have been, have been uh, set aside, and I think we need money in the state budget to address that. We cannot just put our head in the sand and say, oh, you know, it'll work, or we'll pass another bond, or we'll increase city taxes. That that doesn't work, and we have billions in surplus in our Arizona state budget that were not spent. Some of that needs to go to infrastructure, for sure, um, and for climate change because that is our water crisis. Uh, I just don't think that it is fiscally responsible to have such a huge rainy day fund at our, you know, in our budget and have um, so many of the legislators just say, oh, well, we'll keep it there for, we're not sure what, we know what we need. So let's spend it on on what we need. So thank thank you. you.
1: Other
2: questions? I, I have a quick question. Um, Arizona, excuse me, Arizona is really blue in some respects and it's really red in some respects, or so really quite purple. And um, we're, we're a battleground for a lot of different issues. So, how do you collaborate? How do you work with people and entities who are completely? polar opposite of your your beliefs and your ideas for Arizona in the future? Yep. That's such a, a great question. And it's so important because I think as a state legislator, it is absolutely my job to work with everyone. If we're ever going to step forward, if we're ever going to you know, create change, uh, we have to have state legislators who are willing to talk to each other, Um, and that's where my uh, experience in um, public education really comes in, because not only have I dealt and met with so many different types of students, um, in a semester I'll have 150 to 200 students, um, but I also get to meet and um, talk with their parents. And they come from all different walks of life and all different philosophies. Some who are excited about taking my class, some who walk in the first day and say, "Um, I didn't want this class and I'll be leaving soon. So, what I do is um, with those more difficult personalities, we'll call them spirited, maybe that's a better way to call them. I I just welcome them in and meet them where they're at. And uh, most of the time, In a week, they are coming in taking off their shoes and their socks, which I don't know if you know this, but that's a major issue for high schoolers. They do not want to take off their socks in front of their peers, but they're doing it within a week and they're doing all sorts of crazy things with their bodies that they never thought was possible. Now, that's not exactly the same thing as dealing with someone who thinks exactly the opposite that I do in philosophy at the state legislator, but I know that those skills translate. I know they do. So um, I feel like my experience as a teacher has completely prepared me for keeping my cool, being a listener, and then finding where that thread is just between two human beings that we can kind of start to knit together some way to communicate effectively. And I I actually look forward to doing doing that. Plus, um, I like a challenge. I really do. And this means enough to me that I'm, I'm willing to grow and learn to, in order to do that.
1: Well, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to be with us. And, um, and again, I'll echo what, what Jean said and saying thank you for stepping forward uh, to go and serve our community and our state. I appreciate your putting yourself out there. Uh, you. Unfortunately, we're out of time and, uh, yep. We're going to have, we, we do have that hard stop to keep marching through, but thank you so yeah. much and, think, and have yourself thank a wonderful you all. day.
2: Thank you. Thank you all. So nice to meet you. Thanks for taking time to talk with me this afternoon. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.